You're listening to Wastoids. Night Flight has always been a rite of passage, a trip of entertainment discovery old and new, an eye-opening taste of counterculture smoked with timeless jewels of artistic buds. Now, we can finally get closer to that original cable TV experience we've all been missing with Night Flight Plus, an all-access membership to original episodes of Night Flight, as well as a library of hundreds of music documentaries, concert movies, sci-fi and horror cult films, public access rarities, and more weird stuff. Right now, Wastoids listeners can get $10 off an annual membership. That means access to Night Flight's library for only $29.99 a year. Head to www.nightflightplus.com backslash promo code and enter Wastoids in all caps. That's W-A-S-T-O-I-D-S in all caps. Enter promo code Wastoids at nightflightplus.com backslash promo code and get back in the days. Welcome to the special podness on Wastoids. This is a podcast about the special goodness. I'm Jason Woodbury. Before its official release in 2004, the special goodness's third album, Land, Air, Sea, existed in many versions, from makeshift CDR copies to limited pressings. But the power pop gem from Pat Wilson of Weezer and drummer Adam Willard, known for his work in Rocket from the Crypt, Plosives, Against Me, and many more, has never existed on vinyl. Not until now, at least. Land, Air, Sea is now available at thespecialgoodness.com. It's pressed on high-quality, red-colored wax from Hello Records in partnership with Epitaph. It features remastered artwork and is limited to only 1,000 copies. For this four-part miniseries, Pat and Adam join Wastoids to explore the band's history and ins and outs with the one guy who probably knows it all better than they do. I'm talking about Carl Cook, Weezer's official historian. Filled with stories from the 90s alt-rock boom and documenting a time in music just before the internet took over, we're very pleased to share this special podness with you to celebrate this vinyl release. Okay, let's meet the crew. My name is Patrick Wilson. I play guitar and sing in the project The Special Goodness with my friend Adam. Hi, I'm Adam. Adam Willard. I'll be your drummer today in The Special Goodness with my friend Patrick Wilson. And we were mostly joined by our friend Carl Cook. Hi. Um, yes. Ombudsman. I'm the Ombudsman. <laughs> Carl Cook. <laughs> and uh, I have known these two guys for a super long time. And I relate to the special goodness in the way of having always been kind of by Pat's side, even prior to the special goodness having a name. And then coming along for the ride, literally in various vans, and trying to make things happen and keep everybody 
from getting injured on the road and <laughs> and uh, having a lot of fun with these guys. You've been the principal detail rememberer. Like in, in archivist, ar- like mental archivist. I know that you do have actual archives and files, but also you're the guy that like, Hey, do you remember that one time? You're like, yeah, but it didn't happen like that. It happened like this. And you, for whatever reason are able to like access that day or moment <laughs> in your, your noggin and pull out like all these details that are, seem very accurate. You could be making it up cause I can't remember any of it. Well, I'll say right now I am, an unreliable narrator. I just have my own ideas and it may have happened that way. It may not have, uh, but you know, let's just go with it. Okay. So let's start Uh, making stuff up right now. (laughs) So in 1971, Pat Wilson busts out with the guitar. No, um, (laughs) his mom said, ow. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) So, so Adam, uh, thank you for saying that. I, I feel like, because I, as if, you know, there's different kinds of personalities out there. And I think mine is the kind to kind of observe and, and record mentally, uh, as opposed to jump in the middle of the stage and be like, dude, check me out. I'm doing this because I don't know if I have the confidence to do that usually. So perhaps I kind of overcompensated by then saying like, well, I'm just going to observe what everybody else is doing and watch them say, dude, check me out. And then see if I can remember it all. And often You'd be surprised at how much I actually do space out on and lose. But that's why I have these endless filing cabinets, because I feel like if I just save every scrap of paper that comes my way, sooner or later it'll come in handy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. A treasure trove. To start our talk off, we asked the guys what it felt like to have Land, Air, Sea finally available on vinyl. I mean, I definitely thought about it coming out on vinyl, not like recently. I had always kind of wished that it would, but... um... But no, I haven't thought about Land or Sea in quite a while. So, yeah, to be approached by by you guys to, to do that stuff, it was like, oh, wait. Hey, I remember that record. That record's really good. Because <laughs> there's been a lot of records in between then and now. But honestly, it's like it's a happy place to, to revisit. That's cool. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, somebody wants to reissue that. That's cool. Uh, I was I was pumped about it. I think it's really cool. And then when I, I uh, that made me uh, want to go listen to it, and I put it on. I was like, I did the same like, thing. I'm fucking good. <laughs> I have, I have, and like, I have such a, I have, I have such a volatile relationship with anything that I'm involved in, like creatively. That you know, you get stoked, and then you're, then you're like, oh, this sucks, and then you're like, fuck this, and then you know, like a couple months later, you go, it's fucking good, man. So I don't know, I don't know. I'm the worst at. at understanding what's going it's, on. It's good. You can just, what's going you can just leave it there. It's really, it's great. And it stands up. You know what I mean? Like going back and listening to it, it's been what, like two years since we put yeah, that out? Two, two and a half, two and a half years. <laughs> two, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Um, and to go back and listen after all this time, all 27 months, um, it does, it does hold up. And it's I'm a like, weird record. <laughs> if you think about it, like, <laughs> In, in a good way, like there's a, there's an arc. Uh, it's hard to talk about music, but it, it's definitely like, if you compare it to the other, like other epitaph bands and shit, it's like, not like that. Typically. Uh, I don't know. It's just the sound <laughs> of us playing really. <laughs> it, it is very simple in that way. You know, that it's not a lot of extra stuff. I mean, 
with Joe's mix on it, it's it definitely had a little more sauce, but there wasn't like any additional parts added, you know. So it was just really like what you said. You got really good guitar tones, really good guitar tones on that record. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't think there's a lot of albums that are just the sound of a band playing that are really good. Like there are some, but I feel like a lot of the albums, I always think, Oh, that's a great album. That's a great album. I'm like, no, there's a lot of trickery and chicanery on that album and it makes it great, but there's not slights, many albums that, slights of hand, slights of hand. And there's not too many albums that are like, these guys got in a room, they played, they recorded it and they, and they finished it. And it's great. Like there's some, but I feel like yours is, is one of them for sure, which is kind of, it's kind of a cool accomplishment. I don't know if a lot of, a lot of bands are able to do that really, at least anymore. I've been listening to a lot of modern music through my kids and of course, you know, XM and you can, you know, Apple music and Spotify and all that. And, uh, I, it's amazing the differences between the stuff that we grew up on and a lot of the stuff that's going on today. Like there's a million differences, but often the shit that I grew up on really was just that, like, okay, record them. Okay, go. And then boom, boom. Next thing you know, it's hound dog and then it's done. So like, uh, I, I don't know. That's the kind of music I like. I don't, I don't love the laborious, like spending a year making something. And I don't know. That's not, that's not what I'm excited about. Like, like, like Van Halen sounds like they just threw that shit together to me. And I love that. I love that feeling. It's, I mean, it really does feel like, okay, water is water, right? But then you have distilled water, and there's been all these things that have happened to it, and it's not quite the same as the other water. It's too, it's too, it's, it's too pure. It's like too pure. It's, there's just... <laughs> Funny you say that, because I'm told that if you, it's drinking distilled water is actually bad. It pulls beer. shit out of your body. It like pulls... That's what they said. It, they are right. They, and they told me that about the reverse osmosis as yes. well. Like, dude, don't drink yeah, it. Yeah, the R.O., will fucking wreck you. I don't know. I was trying to come I just drink my own pee then. What I do is I'll RO, little distill, <laughs> like a little shot, little piss, yeah. and then <laughs> it all evens out. It's like I reinvigorate the Yeah. The RO. This is the vinegar and this is how you have your, your healthy glow, Pat. You have a healthy glow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble. Yellow too. If you're not <laughs> If you're not reinvigorating with Pat Wilson's brand new three-step hydration process. And on that note, we'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you need it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work or not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. As a special offer to Waste Toys listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp 
betterhelp.com slash wasteoids. That's betterhelp.com slash wasteoids. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And we're back. You're listening to The Special Podness with Pat Wilson, Adam Willard, and Weezer historian Carl Cook. Let's get back into it. Pat, I think it's important for the listener to understand where the name special goodness, the special goodness came from. What is the origin of this? Okay. So, like, what, 96? Like, somewhere in 96 or 97, I got a budget from Geffen to make a record, and I, my roommate at the time in Portland, Oregon, was Tony Lash, me of He Miser and a cool producer himself and a great drummer, just a good musician. And so in the basement of this place, we, there's a bunch of recording equipment that Tom Ackerman from Crux and Skip Loader and Sunday's Best had purchased from Elliot Smith and the gang. And uh, so it was this, you know, candy store of recording gear. And it needed the studio needed a name and somehow I, I came up with the special land. It was the special land. And then that morphed into the special goodness. Cause I, I was always trying to, I, I don't know. I'm deeply affected by recordings in a weird way. So I'm always trying to get that feeling of being, you know, really pumped on a recording. I don't know. It's been that way my whole life. So that's what I'm, I was trying to uh, capture with that. It's looking back. I think it's a really presumptuous name. Like, like, like we might as well call it. This is the best. This is the best. Like, you know, like maybe that's what the record. Maybe I'm being too hard on me. I don't know. This is I think that should have been the album title. Like, the special goodness. <laughs> this is the best. You're the best. No, we are the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the best. You're the best. There's, a, there's a story about you're the best, but not for, not for here. Another time, perhaps when Another. Southern Pride Swing will become oh. actually issued for the first time on vinyl. Now, yeah, that's going to happen. I know a, I know a guy. It. Now people are interested. I'm going to do it. I. Pat, I remember uh, sometime after that, perhaps in the with the dawn of digital photography—not the real dawn of it, but our dawn of it—when you had yeah. your had your you had your Kodak that was about this big and took like one MP pictures, and you know, and you you were getting into taking pictures, and you were always trying to capture this moment when there were like a storm was in the background, but the sunlight was hitting in the yeah. foreground. Yeah. So like the trees in this foreground was like lit up and the background was dark. And you, at one point you said, that's the special goodness. And, uh, I Fair. don't know. I think it came after the, the special land, obviously, but it was sort of related to that. It was like that, that, that special feeling that only happens at that right moment. I love that. You're like, did I say that? Okay. You, 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 you said it. You should love it because you said it. Uh, uh, it made me think about that. Why I had a digital camera in the first place is because when I was going to put this record out on Geffen, I was super DIY about everything. And I went, I remember going to the art department. Remember when there was like a, a record company that had a building and then like a level that was nothing but the art department. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But hey. I, I, I went in there and like, I needed some templates 
which I didn't know what a template was, but they said, oh, you need, yeah, you need this template if you're going to lay it out in uh, Adobe InDesign. And, and I was like, yeah, I need some templates. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, well, how are you? The one, the one, the lady in charge of the whole thing was like, so where did you, uh, where'd you get all these skills that, you know, for, for, for doing artwork and stuff. And I was like, Oh, you know, I just blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> I used that budget to buy this Kodak camera. That it was like the size of a sandwich and it had a pretty big lens on it. And I, I wish I had that camera now because that was like, Holy okay. shit. He has a digital camera. Holy shit. What is, what, what is the portal? I don't know. It's a, it's a long way to go for a mildly interesting anecdote. Good times. But. Well, I mean, you turn you, you turned in the templates. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly did. And they went <laughs> circular file. Stop it! Come on. I'm sure they did because that record never came out. They were like, "Fuck this guy." Oh, if only I'd let the art department be involved, I would have had the political support necessary to jam it through the schedule that that year. Pat, this reminds me very much of uh, the uh, the fact that just about every special goodness release has had uh, multiple covers and images associated with it. And uh, I remember that, I mean, initially, that first album was eventually released in Japan and had art that somebody did that you didn't even know, that Japanese bunny thing. Yeah. And then later, it was like, we're going to go on tour. And our first, our first tours we did, uh, back with Mikey, um, the first run, you had a spool of CDs that you had just burned at home, like just a raw, they had no, nothing on them. They were just like, you know, right off the spool with, they didn't have low and they didn't have logos. That was cool. They were just like raw, you know, super blank CDs. And you had like a hundred of them on a spool and said, let's sell these on the road. And we had them in the. And I was like, okay, and we had nothing else, and so we had like a bunch of, uh, uh, like those little like you know plastic, th- skinny plastic cases to put them in. I think. Yeah, the, I remember. Yeah, they were very thin, yeah. and those yeah. were those were cool. Like, oh wow. yeah, you pro- you probably went to Fry's Electronics and bought like a hundred pack of those or oh, something. Oh yeah, I went to Fry's. <laughs> <laughs> and and then it was like, well, what are these things going to look like? And it was like. Uh, and one of the first shows I remember we walked in and on the, on the, on the ledge of the window near the door where you came in the club was a stack of like 200 handsome boy modeling school stickers. <laughs> and it was like this, you know, it was like Dan, the automator and, and, and what's his name? Prince Paul or whatever, just standing there looking all cool with this like blue background. And I was like, I'm just going to take these. I, I think we might need this. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like this box of like free CDs to anybody who wants them. And it was like demos and stuff that people just throw, you know, give them to the club and they didn't like, so I just like took some art and I found like something that was like a Gene Clark record. I don't know why it was in there. And, uh, oh, I, think, I remember this now. And then, and then there was like a Chinese restaurant that had this like weird art or something on the menu. And we, and it was like this guy like giving somebody a haircut, like this communist China thing. And so we just oh, like yeah. gathered, we just like gathered this stuff. Like, uh, we need art. Uh, uh, uh. And at the time, Mikey was super into like doing his collages and stuff. He oh yeah, like, yeah. Like he just loved. He just sit in his in his motel room at night and just like chop things up and like smoke all night. And uh, so he was super into the idea. So we, I would just sit there while you guys played at the quote merch table, which was like basically like one of the you know like a stool with like a box next also to it. Also the dressing room. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also it's backstage. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I would just assemble discs by pasting, like taking the, cutting out the stickers of Dan the Automator and uh, what's his face, you know, uh, Prince Paul, and just like pasting them on this art. And then we'd go to like FedEx and Kin- or Kinko's, I guess, at the time, and it'd like start making color photocopies of them to make more for the next show. So initially, I don't know how many of these covers got out that were just like one of a kind. Like, I don't know. It was just collages. And then after a show or two, we started getting into this pattern. Like, okay, we've got, we got the two guys in the car. We got the two, we got the guy giving the guy the haircut. We got, we got like these like themes. (laughs) (laughs) And like those were, that was that whole tour. But it was the same record as the bunny record. And then the next tour, a few months later, you came up with like, it has to be the amp. And we had the one with your, with your, with your, yeah, mint, the Tone mint. King with the, with the script of the special right. goodness on the grill. So all those that. ones had this, all those ones had the same, uh, little cover inserted in the, in the, in the, in the case. Although I think the discs were still raw CDRs that we just like would draw on or whatever. Totally. Totally. Um, with, with and, and by the way, we weren't pressing these. We were literally like, all right, put it in the thing. Okay, go yeah. burn. Yeah. <laughs> We would, we would we would literally burn it. Like that's not how you make Z. Files done. And we were like, I love it. I love and we, it. And it was like, hey, sixteen times speed. Yeah, we're doing good Whoa, now. <laughs> and then it would do the ding. Files done. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here <laughs> you are, and it's a little and, warm. And then if we ran out, we ran out because we were on the road. You couldn't make more. But uh, and then later on, the first Land DRC you guys did with um, I forgot his name, Scott. Scott Parker. The, yeah, Scott Parker for the NOS run. That had three covers, too. So it was kind of this nice tradition where, like, everything had lots of covers. <laughs> well, that was, like, to, to, like, sort of echo the name, the land, air, sea, and there were, like, three different yeah. things. Oh, right. And it wasn't just that. land, air, and sea. There were, like, it was a cityscape, and then that. One was L.A., one was uh, a farmhouse in Vasa, Sweden. And I don't remember what the third one was. The third one was that kind of, like... What what Carl was talking about with the the lit forefront and the dark background, like kind of stormy weather situation. Okay, well I can't picture it. Wasn't it? There's, so there, right now there's like I don't know, two hundred and fifty versions <laughs> of the same two records out there of highly collectible <laughs> special goodness <laughs> CDs, but like. Anyone who, who who came across it would be like, this just, it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like, yeah, it looks like, like some, was, it looks like that bin of shit that you saw at that first show. Like, right. It looks, it looked, it was like, like a bur- okay, here's a burn CD that somebody wrote on with a Sharpie. I can't see what, I can't read what it, it, it says because it was probably dark when I wrote it. And it was, oh, there's a sticker of Dan the Automator on the CD. I wonder why. And, uh, oh, here's like something that says, I think it says the special goodness, but the handwriting's pretty bad. And, oh, and it's a, ch- it's a guy getting a haircut in a Chinese barbershop. I'm going to throw this away. <laughs> You are not going to want to throw away your brand new vinyl copy of Land, Air, Sea. Head over to thespecialgoodness.com to get your copy. But hurry, it's limited to only 1,000 copies. We'll be back next week here on the Wastoids feed with more from the secret history of the special goodness, including the inside scoop on how Adam and Pat first teamed up, what Adam thought the first time he heard Weezer's Pinkerton, and that time Jay Leno knocked on Pat's door. 
Trust me, it's a wild story, and it involves an Elvis costume. The Special Podness is a Wastoids production, written and produced by me, Jason Woodbury. Our executive producer is Sam Means, who also does art for the show. George Santa Cruz and Gems help produce things here at Wastoids as well. All right, we'll be back next week. But as we head out, a few thoughts on corporate gigs and nachos from Pat and Carl. It was interesting. Uh, I walked out and there was like some nachos. So I got some nachos. And, uh, <laughs> it was, I think it was a corporate show, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. I don't even know. It was just this, there was a lot of people. They sort of shut off this outdoor mall area. And hmm. uh, I really do remember eating nachos. It was great. <laughs> like people are milling about with plates of food. They call it the Food Sun Fest 22. Food baked down Arizona style. I've been making nachos for many years. I've perfected the formula. You need a chip and some cheese. Well, yes, but you have to be more specific. <laughs> you need to be more specific than that, it turns out. But that is the Costco start. Costco chips and Costco cheese. Now you've already gone. Now we have to correct Pat again. Is surely aimed to please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have like Tostitos, but you get the hint of lime. And if you can find them, you have to get a hint of jalapeno. And then you get the, the scoops, but the multi-grain scoops. So those are the three chips that you're going to blend into, a, into, the, into your layers. And cheese has to be a combination of pep, uh, pepper jack and uh, hot habanero cheddar. And you shred it. And then you kind of do like chips, layer of cheese, and you throw in like, uh, you know, banana peppers and like maybe some uh, jalapeno slices. Dude, it's all too much. This is too much. <laughs> then, then, then you got to have your sauces. You got to have like the Cholula. You got to have like the, the, the tapatio. You got to have the, you know, the, 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 the red hot sauce. You got to have, and you just do like a layering and like sriracha too. And so it's like layers. So it's kind of like chips, stuff, chips, stuff, chips, stuff. But you can't have it too tight because in the oven, it'll just have be all slimy in the middle. You got to have like kind of like a, almost mm. a donut shape. The donut shape is what does it because it gives the air in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Techniques. Yeah. <laughs> bake, the, bake that shit till the, start, the chips start turning brown and black on the, on the tips. And then you pull it out and you're good. And you add salsa. Pat, I imagine your nachos were at the, the nachos you had at the corporate uh, festival thing were less involved. They were thrift. <laughs> they were super thrift <laughs> but they can be good though right like like they, they give good. you like the bag of tostitos and, and a little cup of yellow cheese at the movie that, theater that's good powdered cheese <laughs> yeah th- that that that's that super gloopy uh movie style movie theater style nacho cheese is like absolutely it's not something you want to eat every day but when you do eat it, it, it can be a, a pretty good treat for sure. It's a special treat. 